On tonight's episode, we tackle killer clowns, phone sex girls, and Paul Bartel in a bad wig as we talk about Out of the Dark. My guest is PJ. This is Manic Movie Monday. For the touch of your lips, dear But much more for the touch of your whips, dear You can raise welts like nobody else As we dance to the masochism tango All right, my guest tonight is PJ Are you ready to talk about some crazy phone sex killer clown? Yes, I am. Let's get to it this is exciting. Okay, so you just recently watched the rewatched this again, so you'd be ready for this. So, how many times have you seen this movie? <laughs> oh Jesus, I don't even know. Um, I would say about a hundred since yes. I first rented it from some little mom and pop place right around the corner from my house because I like the video box. Yes, the the girl, the girl, like sort of leaning back, who's not in the movie, by the way. <laughs> not at all. There's like spooky background. It's very MTV. Very much so. In fact, that's one of my favorite things about the movie is that like sort of sleazy rock guitar that plays every now and again. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. And um, I saw this movie. Okay. Well, I saw this movie when I was quite young. I think I was probably... 12 and I didn't see it in its entirety I saw it in bits and pieces at my grandma's house when they were you know playing piano yeah. or something and um and I just remember being <laughs> <laughs> no my grandparents were just there they're like oh we should watch this phone sex movie um and, <laughs> and, and we watched it and I, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is really intriguing. And then later on, you know, when I became, you know, somewhat of an adult, I bought it on VHS. And uh, and then thankfully they put it out on it. They put it on a DVD. I, what I think is a DVD R because it's a bare bones DVD completely. Yeah, um, it was kind of hard to find for a long, long time other than like maybe YouTube, but I have that and the picture is actually pretty good. I would prefer to have like a Blu-ray with some special whatevers, but until then, this will do better than nothing. It is better than nothing. And then Tubi, who is just my godson, decided that they were going to put it on their roster. So, um, oh, wow. Cool. So that's where I've been watching it lately. It's one of those movies that I don't get tired of either. I really, it's not, it it's, doesn't have, I don't want to say it doesn't have any redeeming qualities, but it, it's not a very, like, I don't have to think about anything when I'm watching it. It's just pretty much like colors, sex, smoke, guitars, blood, lots of blood. blood. Yeah. Gore, you know. Cameron dies ass. That's it. <laughs> Her black humor throughout, which I always appreciate. Oh my God. Yes. Here's when they, when they, uh, when the coroner calls Karen black at home, he's like, uh, when can you get on over here? We'd like to wrap this up before lunch. <laughs> it's like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's it, oftentimes it doesn't really know if, if it's like a a black comedy, like as in like is it is it a B movie or is it or is it a straight up horror film? And it does it has no idea. I I almost think like because the person who wrote it is the same person who wrote Mortuary Academy. Yes. And I've never seen Mortuary Academy. I'm assuming. Have you seen it? I've seen bits of it. It's not, let's just say it's not the masterpiece that out of the dark is. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't yeah. seen the whole thing, so I can't really comment too much on that one. I got you on that. Um, it, it was directed by the same guy and Lynn Danielson, who's sort of the female lead in this. She mm-hmm. had a big role in that one as well. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, the, of the people that are in the cast, with the exception of all the genre favorites, like obviously, Bartell and Karen Black and Tab Hunter for no reason really other than he must have owed someone money or a favor. Bud Court, Divine in his last one. Yeah, Bud Court, Divine, you know, you had all of these genre favorites, but then like the main cast, like Cameron Dye, I know from Joy of Sex and Fraternity Vacation. Valley Girl, yes, yes. And uh, I... I never, I've never seen scenes from a gold mine. I know it's very popular. I haven't seen it. Oh, wow. Um, it's not the greatest movie, but it's worth searching out just because of the cast and stuff. It's very cliche, but still, if you like the people who are in it, then you'll probably enjoy it. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to check that out. And I know Karen Witter, who is billed here, or actually she's billed as Karen Witter here. But normally she's billed as someone totally different. She was in Popcorn, but she was also on One Life to Live. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was in Popcorn. I forgot about that. She was the blonde who gets her ass kicked by Kelly Jo Mentor. Where she goes, she goes, why don't you just shut your little mouth, you little slut? <laughs> she's, she has the best line. Uh I love popcorn. That's such a great, that is such an underrated film. It really is. And Tom Billard, who sadly no longer with us, he's just terrific in it. I mean, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. And everybody, everyone in that is so good. It's just a great movie. We got to do that on the show. At some point I got to do, I got to, I got to do popcorn and I got to do campus man because I don't, I mean, these movies need to be, need to be heard about. Um, so yeah, Lynn Danielson, I didn't know anything about her and uh, the star Andrew, I had seen in a couple of the B movies. She's in Dance of the Damned. Yes, that's a great one. I was actually thinking about that. It's And it's like impossible to find. I don't think it's ever been officially released on DVD, mm-hmm. but it, it's directed by um, oh, Kat Shay. Kat Shay, Kat Shay Rubin, Kat Shay. Yes, yes. That's cool. A little bit sleazy, but yet there was some substance to them. So they draw you in with the lurid premise and then it kind of just grabs your attention and takes it to someplace else. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Is that Cyril O'Reilly? Yes. From Porky. Yes, from <laughs> Porky's and, uh, and probably one of the best parts of Airplane. Because oh. he's <laughs> the soldier. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. Got <laughs> about that that was him wasn't it <laughs> take care of yourself Bong. take my watch <laughs> but you're gonna need this it doesn't work 
<laughs> oh wait he's also is he in bloody birthday yes he is he has a very small part he plays the lead actress's boyfriend who we only see in one scene he's just like they have sex in the van right is that and then they get shot is that the same um no i think that's a different actor but he is in it okay i just watched that recently too um it's like these weird future sort of stars pop up all over like michael dudikoff shows up for a couple mm. of scenes and uh joe Penny from jake and the fat man is like a teacher who has the crush on the lead supposedly teenage actress which is weird but oh you know, my God. it was the 80s so you know <laughs> oh i know it's we we like to say on the show it's like yeah, these are all products of their time these are these are not movie like we were talking about hard bodies the other night and i was like you could not remake this movie and you wouldn't want to remake this movie. <laughs> it might be interesting just to see how they handle some of the stuff. It would probably be totally boring because they'd be all like respectful toward each other. No, please keep your top on, you know? <laughs> yeah, be like, oh no, I've spilled wine on you. You must go change in another room away from me. No, no sexual connotation. Like, oh my God. Uh, well, speaking of inappropriate humor, um, this movie does have a lot of like really great lines in it. Um, and <laughs> thanks for the memories. Yes. Definitely. And um, my favorite yeah. is one of the few lines that Lainey Kazan, her five second cameo gets to say, she plays a prostitute. She has, I, if I turn a trick before I go home, Janice complains about the smell. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic i also like when um when christy is looking at joanne's headshots and she's like joanne's joanne's are perfect bitch (laughs) it's so perfect like yep good good uh good stuff there who is your this is fun who's your least favorite character in that whole movie least favorite hmm i don't know there's so many great actors and familiar faces in that. I would probably say the maybe the second hooker who gets killed. She's the one with Lainey Kazan. She she goes with the guy, and then she's immediately killed. Mostly just because well, she's not really that great of an actress, and but you know she's only on the she only has like maybe a minute of screen time anyway. But uh, yeah, that's kind of hard. I mean so many great actors i mean even jeffrey lewis i don't think we mentioned him he shows up as yeah and karen black even though she's top billed in the movie she she disappears halfway through the movie not killed she just she just gone she totally disappears after camille's death she's gone she's just gone there's no mention of her or what happened or what i guess she's probably figured okay my staff is just dwindled down to two or three people and I got problems of my own, so. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's kind of interesting to point out that uh, her daughter is played by Marcy Leeds, who played a young Barbara Hershey in Beaches, and she was also in Near Dark, the vampire movie. Oh, my goodness. No, I did not know that. Oh, really? Well, you do. <laughs> no, that's fabulous. Oh, my God. I had no idea. No, that, no, that poor kid, man. Stuck between... Yeah, the Jeffrey Jeffrey Lewis character. I would love to see a movie where Jeffrey Lewis does not play an inebriated, like, 
please bag. <laughs> please bag. Yeah. Because even on Nip Tuck, he was a, he was a fucking drunk. He was an alcoholic, uh, um, plastic surgeon. So yeah, I've never seen him play just like a straight edge, normal dude. Like he's like Buck Flower. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, is there like, try to name a movie where Buck Flower plays someone who is not only drinking, who's, who's drinking, but also like not kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, that can be done. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> no. Cause let's see. He's in sorority babes. He's in, uh, is he in cheerleader camp? he is yeah yeah he's in cheerleader camp god and damn it Dee. he's a drunk he's like, a drunk in cheerleader keeper whatever so yeah Although, so but we we love Buckflower. he's a genre favorite and i'm sure in real life he was probably like this nicest person on the planet actually now that i think about it, just real quick he was in a movie called criminally insane which is a really low budget fun movie about crazy fat ethel and <laughs> uh, Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. I've never seen it, but I know of it. So yes. He actually plays a sort of respectable character in that, even though that movie is just bonkers beyond belief, but yes, see it. If you get the chance. Yeah, I totally, I totally need to see that. And then, um, I think Cameron Dye does a really fantastic job with this movie. He does. It's, I think, one of his few lead roles. He's usually supporting, but yeah, he... Well, I don't know if we want to discuss the ending. Are we going to just discuss the whole thing? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, so, by the way, folks, if you're listening to the show, uh, there will be boobs, there might be gore, and there will definitely be spoilers. So if you do not want to know the ending to Out of the Dark, please turn the podcast off right now. <laughs> My favorite scene in this movie is when the re- is the reveal. Oh, yeah, he's freaking scary mm-hmm. of red hair at yeah. all even yeah. though you know it's him you find yourself kind of second guessing here and there like is it that the creepy dentist's text attorney guy is it this guy is it that one but yeah when he turns on christy it's like whoa <laughs> oh it's so good if you'd been there you know then maybe i wouldn't have you know, maybe I wouldn't have killed those women. And, and it, it's, it's an interesting uh, way of, of putting it. And then she's just like, oh, and he's like, you failed my test. <laughs> and then he grabs his belt. Even my other half here, he's like, that movie's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, the, the scene where they go to Dennis's office and there's the reveal of Joanne's breasts basically in the box like my boyfriend was like oh my god did you fucking hack off her tits <laughs> i was like yeah honey he did this was the 80s we could get away with incredibly horrible horrible things like this like, oh my god so yeah the scene that really upset me um and probably still does because i have like a real fear of being a woman home alone kind of thing is um camille's death Camille's death gets me every time, even though I know it's coming and I know it's, I know it's set up and I know that this poor character has basically just been introduced to be bumped off. Um, But yeah, when, when she realizes he's in the apartment and they're watching the video later and it looks like she's 
on her back with her legs up and he's between her legs and he like waves at the camera. That was enough for me to be like, oh, Jesus, you know. Yeah, that, that is a creepy ass scene. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you think it's going to be totally cheesy, but then it kind of surprises you and with these little really, really dark, creepy moments. And it's like, oh, whoa. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect sleazy 80s movie. Really, it is because it doesn't have there's no real lulls in it. it it's it kind of it yeah, kind of like takes off running as soon as the movie starts. <laughs> It opens with the phone sex thing. The Bobo character. The Bobo character, the fact that he's basically playing with a knife on his nipple, you know, is like, whoa, like this movie doesn't, nope, we're not wasting any time with this. We're yeah, 89 minutes. I mean, there's, there's no, it's never dull. It's, it's <laughs> always going on. And- 1988. It's a different, yeah, it's a different time period, obviously. And it's also, it's a chance for, Okay, who plays Lieutenant Myers? Tracy Walter. Yeah, it's really the only role I've ever seen where Tracy Walter was a lead, like a lead lead, and mm-hmm. also like not good- drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's another Jeffrey Lewis type. <laughs> also interesting to point out, his um, partner is Sylvana Gallardo, who Sleaze fans might know from Death Wish 2 as Charles Bronson's poor mate who gets... She's the gang rape victim in Death Wish 2? Yes, she is. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's so... Oh, my God. Wow, that's... I like my sleaze, but maybe not quite that hard. For a mainstream movie, that goes pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that Death Wish and Kinjite both are those types of uncomfortable like taking it to a totally different level with the charles bronson movies although 10 to midnight's fantastic oh yes naked serial killer finally sort of up the ante so if you're tired of seeing all these boobs you had this like naked guy throughout the whole movie running around just running around just like now did he ever do anything else gene davis um he's actually the the brother of Brad Davis. Brad Davis from uh from Midnight Express. Um, he did. Gene did a few things. Probably the biggest one was cruising. He had this sort of a role. He plays a sort of a transvestite leather guy, girl. What is he in cruising? Oh yeah. my god. Okay. He did a few other things, but not too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. Oh man, I gotta. I totally gotta check that out. Just to. I've seen bits and pieces of cruising. I have not seen it all the way through. That's another disturbing one. <laughs> Jiffy Pop Culture did a great uh, episode on that. And it was just like, I was like, oh man, I got to see this fucking movie. And I just haven't had a chance. You have to see it at least once just to make up your mind if you even like it. So it's one of those to see just to say, you can say that you've seen it. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of those. Definitely. It's funny because these movies, like I said, they are indeed a product of their time. My boyfriend asked me when we were watching the movie, he's like, why are the phone sex girls so not explicit? And I said, well, those are phone. That's a different type of phone sex. And he was like, well, how do you know? And I said, because I used to be a phone sex operator. You know, oh, wow. Well, I didn't big, know that. That's big reveal. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, the calls that they were taking are called candy calls and candy calls are where you allude to sex and you make these like very PG rated descriptions of things that you then fill in the blanks. 
and they're like the throbbing muscle of love and all of that stuff. That's all stuff that you would do on a candy call that you would not do on an X rated call. And I think it has to do with the payment tier. Uh, so like there's the pay tier. It was like, there's what were called Disney calls, which were, which sounds like it could be very kinky and weird, but in actuality, a Disney call was just a call that there was no sex talk whatsoever. And if they even, even began to get any kind of dirty, it was like that call got disconnected. And then the tear up from that was the candy, which was like they do in Out of the Dark. And then there was just balls to the wall X-rating, which was just anything goes. <laughs> Learned something new today. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting job. Um, it's a lot of um, it takes a lot of energy to do it because you're like the what's really funny is what i love about out of the dark is that she has that list that's that's printed that says sitting on a bus <laughs> middle of the day thinking about you <laughs> bus starts to vibrate that's what we had we had lists that were printed in our cubicles that would say like okay here's your scenario kind of thing or here's a scenario you can come up with that you can lead into Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. And uh, in true bipolar fashion, that didn't last long. Like, I just, you know, I did that for maybe a month. And then I was like, ew, I just can't do it anymore. I, I, I think I would start laughing or something. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the. Sometimes you get the same person twice. So, like, you would get one person and then you'd, you know, you get another call or another call and then like later you would get the same dude you got prior and it would mm-hmm. just be like oh like oh you're the librarian right but i will say that in keeping with the theme of the movie like i never we never got any like violent calls like I, that never happened it never got to a point where any of us were uncomfortable or scared to leave or scared to like leave our cars at night or any of that you know that kind of stuff it was never like that it was very you know psh, <laughs> just if you could update this movie, what would you, is there anything that you would change? Not really. Um, maybe have Divine have more of a part. Maybe more stuff with Paul Bartell as the creepy <laughs> motel manager with the bad toupee. <laughs> oh, the bad toupee. These girls are so damned irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are a few sort of things that happen in that movie that are like oh come on now like when he opens the door and basically there is blood just seeping out of the out of the motel and then when karen witter goes to walk her dog and she's like and then like a dude in a clown outfit just pops out and she's like she doesn't run screaming the other direction she's just like she's like oh yeah let's play baseball in the middle of the night in a park Yeah, I think I would have run screaming, like, I don't even know what, <laughs> away from that whole thing. But I would have just, been, I'd be like, where's my fucking dog? Like, I, I don't know. I would have waited. That, that dog knew, too. Because as soon as he put him down, he was like, I'm just like, you know. Um, we're doing a movie called Out of the Dark. Out of the Dark is a 1988 phone sex slasher sleaze. Some people have billed it as like a suspense thriller um 
B movie. There's no other question about it. It's got a huge cast of B movie stars and genre favorites. And um, basically it's a, there's a, there's a dude dressed as a clown who calls himself Bobo who is stalking phone sex girls. And in the meantime, it could or could not be this uh, photographer named Kevin, who's incredibly gorgeous and lives in a loft with a mattress on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Movies like this always made me think that was so glamorous to be some sort of starving artist that you can still somehow afford this great apartment or loft or whatever. And do all this cocaine <laughs> you're just so beautiful and life yeah. is just <laughs> yes that's the interesting thing is like yeah he has this he's gorgeous like he doesn't i mean it doesn't matter if he's poor it's like oh, who gives a fuck like look um, at him that apartment he's not doing too bad for himself so hmm. no, no, no 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 oh come on <laughs> no and that camera equipment is not cheap either yes the movie logic where you're poor but yet you have all this great stuff mm-hmm. absolutely you know, like Molly and um, being, being poor with her own car and answering machine you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway. okay uh karen mayo chandler who plays barbara yes um rest in peace yeah. so she's and she's great in this she Okay, did she date Tom Selleck? I think she did. And she been around. She, I think she kind of came of prominence in the early 70s, oddly enough, as a model. Mm-hmm. She switched to acting. Okay. She was actually one of the older girls, although she looked, you couldn't tell, but from looking at her, she looked gorgeous. Yeah, um, she, she, she looked, she looked like she was probably in her 30s. I think. Yeah. I mean, mid thirties, maybe, or even late. Yeah. But, but yeah, she she dated a few famous people. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but yeah, I looked her up not too long ago, and she had an interesting. One. And then the other two girls that are at the phone sex place, I don't know of the Asian girl and the African American girl. I don't know if they've seen them in any other things. I think I've seen the African-American girl and other things, but I couldn't tell you. I, I would have to look her up. Right. She, she looks familiar to me. They're, yeah, they only have a few seconds here and there, so they're not. Girl, where you been? We are swamped, swamped with desire for you. <laughs> Although that they do live, so, you know. Yeah, they do. I know, they do live. It's just a... Uh... You can tell Bud Court's really going for that Oscar in this too. Like the scene where he has his monologue and he's just like, he's like, maybe I, maybe I wish I was like him and, you know, fuck it. (laughs) Actually, he's kind of scary when he loses it and goes after her. Yes. When he actually goes after her, like when he's like chasing her down the stairs or whatever, you're like, ooh, like he's. He's definitely, he probably has a screw loose. I um, would assume. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's a great question. I was thinking about it. I have two questions for you that are like, you know, not deeply philosophical, but I mean, this is out of the dark for God's sakes, but one, when they first go to Dave Stringer's office and 
they find the the first time around and they find the like weird bondage magazine and what looks like a ball gag of some kind do you think that that was actually in stringer's office or is that was that part of the whole like stuff we are going to pin on him for later i actually think that was his stuff Mm -hmm. i think that when kevin was left alone in the office once christy goes out to try to distract stringer i think he planted the nipples (laughs) (laughs) There. I mean, I wouldn't think that he would, that stuff was already in there when they both broke in. So I would say that that was already there. Okay. Good point. Good point. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know. I, like, I was wondering about that too. Cause I was like, oh, well, okay. So he's in there. So he's going to plan it. And uh, okay. Okay. So I'm like, wow, what kind of recon did Kevin do ahead of time? <laughs> and then the second question in the motel, when he picks up the hooker and he she's in the bathroom and she's whatever the hell with that horrible wig um he throws something at her and it looks like a balloon and my boyfriend was like no i think it's a condom like i think so <laughs> like it's a condom that's been blown up and i said but a balloon would be keeping with the whole circus theme that's true i always wondered cuz i think if you look at it's not, I don't know if there's a still online or not, but I know that like, there's a still that looks like it's like a, almost like a plastic ball, like a, like a balloon or something that he threw at her. But now that, but when my boyfriend said, oh no, it's a blown up condom. I was like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, that actually charts. <laughs> I mean, it could go either way, to be honest. I mean, we don't really know if, I mean, I'm assuming he's not wearing the mask when he approaches the hookers. <laughs> because right. when, it's, if you were a hooker and you were approached by that, would you go with it? Right. Well, like he looks like he's in the market. Like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think that would work. <laughs> okay. And then the other question is, because like I basically Chris and I watched this because he had never seen it, never seen it, never heard of it, you know, which is mostly the case with these movies with him, because he didn't really get exposed to a lot of this like B movie uh sleazy type stuff. And um and so I basically said, like, I was like, it's a killer clown who's stalking phone sex girls and it takes place in the 80s. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm on it. Let's do it. You know. <laughs> so he go when they go to the motel for whatever reason, are they going to the motel because he just can't help himself and he has to kill someone? Because <laughs> there's no real reason. That's true. Because she even asks him, she says, why are we here? She's like, this place is kind of sleazy. And he's like, it's an adventure. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that. But his explanation was kind of lame, kind of like we're hiding out from the cops or something. Something to that. Right, exactly. It's like we're hiding out. We're hiding out from who? You know, I was like (laughs) thinking about that. And then I thought about how serial killers are frequently like to meld, like kind of meld their worlds sometimes where they um we were watching a documentary lesson on gary ridgeway the green river killer and um they were talking about how he used to take his family camping in the same spots that he would dump hookers bodies oh lovely (laughs) so i was thinking i'm like i wonder and and he said it was like a thing it was like it was like kind of like an excitement weird thing so i was thinking about kevin and i was like did he just do it because he was like, I want to see if I can get away with it? Very well could be. 
I'm going to fuck my girlfriend into oblivion. And then I'm going to go pick up a hooker and kill her. <laughs> His second pop shot, as it were. <laughs> there is something that I think is, gives the movie a little bit more class than some of the other ones of its type is it's very well made. The cinematography is really good and the editing is really good. Yes. I mean, even like the nudity and sex scenes are, they're done very quick. So you see stuff, but it's not lingering, like bouncing boots for a minute straight. Mm -hmm. In comparison, to be honest, it is actually fairly tame because there's only one sex scene in that whole movie. Yeah, I think think that's right. I mean, there's plenty of nudity, but as far as actual sex, sex, it's just the one. And I remember seeing that when I was, very young probably around same age you saw it oh (laughs) i i was like i was like man that was a really hot sex scene and my boyfriend's like too many shadows (laughs) (laughs) i'm like jesus what do you want (laughs) they didn't have to like cheat for the camera (laughs) i mean they kind of you know it's like jesus christ use your imagination you perv god (laughs) ruining my film i did want more backstory with him i i mean i i understood like the 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 sort of end where he was like you know he's like do you know i used to be a real clown in the circus he's like and then you know people just kept getting killed and that was like what the what the fuck like which i like that it is so kind of vague like that but I also wanted to know more about that. And okay, okay, can we just talk about the fact that Tracy Walter finds out that he was convicted of assault on an ex-girlfriend and she had to, she and she happened to be a minor and no one blinks an eye at that. Well, I think the girlfriend is sort of mildly like, why didn't you tell me? But she still stays with him. I mean, it's not like she's so horrible horrified that she leaves him. Because she's not like you we're with a minor. Like, she doesn't even say that. She goes, she goes, why didn't you tell me about your old girlfriend? And it's like, is that really the takeaway of that? That's the other thing, though, is that he says convicted of assault on a minor. And then I was thinking, I'm like, did he hit her or did he sexually assault her? I think if they were to remake this, it would be more about the backstory kind of thing. Mm hmm. I mean, which might be interesting in and of itself, but I don't know. Yeah. A backstory would have been, more backstory would have been cool, but it's also kind of cool the way it is. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. I think it's kind of like with Angel, because John Deal's backstory that we know of, besides the fact that he has a penchant for eating eggs in a very uncomfortable way, <laughs> is that he had mommy issues. which is the case with lots of serial killers like seriously and you don't really and you know that he clearly has a problem with women and clearly has a problem with sex workers and that then and also has a very weird like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna have sex with your dead body and then i'm going to scrub myself in a giant you know tin tub (laughs) but i think it was like just enough of a backstory there you know to be like well yeah yeah yeah, he he had a he had a rough but (laughs) who is it cliff gorman says that in the movie like he's like yep clearly he had a problem with his mother (laughs) 
<laughs> um, actually, the a cool thing about Angel is if you ever see the network TV version, there's a few extra scenes that do ex- show a little bit more of you know that that picture that John Deal's character has on his wall is, I guess, of him and his mother. Him and his mother, yeah, working out hardcore, and there's like voices in his head, a, a woman yelling and stuff, and there's oh, okay. Yeah, an ending where she goes to live with uh, the, 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 the lieutenant's mother and I'll, there's a few extra little bits that are actually really good and they haven't surfaced on any of the DVD or Blu-ray editions of it sadly that makes me so mad because it, you'd think that there would be the inclusion of some of that stuff just because you it would help you know just to have and, and also just to be a fun thing, like when you used to get a DVD and it had all the extras on it and you got all of the old TV spots. Yes. I'm thinking, I mean, the newest Blu-ray version of Angel does have some deleted scenes, but it doesn't have any of the ones that were in the TV version. I think I'm thinking that they can't find the the right elements for them. So they would have to just like dupe it from a VHS copy or something like that. There was a great scene where Lieutenant Andrews takes Angel. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's just kind of a nice little like father-daughter moment between the two of them getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of nice, you know, where they had to cut out all the, like the boobs and stuff. They had to pat it out somehow. It's a nice little scene. And, I mean, they would do stuff like that back then with the TV version. They would use footage that wasn't used. Yeah, they did that with Halloween too. There's extra footage. But funnily enough, when they released Halloween 2 on DVD and Blu-ray, haha. TV version stuff's in there too. Oh, they did that actually with the Criterion release of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The TV has quite a few extra scenes in it. And I mean, they're still edited for television because it was the TV version, but still it's nice to have them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because it's a lot of us who grew up watching these movies grew up watching them cut. We grew up watching stuff on USA Network or we grew up watching stuff on you know whatever our local tv station was and so our recollection of that film is different because we have added scenes in there that we didn't know that that are not in you know the the later versions or whatever yeah actually um two of my favorite movies that i watched on tv all the time as a kid little darlings in private school yeah oh my god the vhs copies of them very much later and when I being disappointed because, well, where's this scene and where's that scene? You know, mm-hmm. didn't get that until later that they didn't that they would do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I think it's probably the same with like I, I guess it would probably be the same with like Pretty Smart or um, which I yeah. think you have. Do you have the Blu-ray of that now? I do have it, and the extra TV stuff isn't on there, which I was kind of disappointed. But I I kind of figured it wouldn't be. But yeah. still, that's another one that's been hard to find forever. And it's just nice to have it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my I used to have a VHS copy of that that basically looked like some kind of weird X-rated slumber party on the front that had to. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a weird movie. I mean, it's part of it. It's like this cool, like badass girl empowerment movie. Then there's a sleazy headmaster who likes to tape the girls naked. and have Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like two different movies jammed into one. Yeah, it's it couldn't decide what it was. Well, that's what, you know another movie that I would love to do that nobody's seen except for you and I. 
so many of movies that are just PJ and Aaron films. Um, is Welcome to 18. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Because I've, I've actually only seen it once, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I and hard to find. I mean, even in the VHS days. No. Super super hard to find the only really awesome thing is that someone uploaded the entire soundtrack to spotify oh wow <laughs> i mean that person clearly dedicated to the cause i have to see if that's on youtube they went i'm sure well yeah i i know because i think i have a i have a dvd copy from like dvd lady i got in trouble and i got a i got a slumber party canceled because I had a group of girls. We were all in a slumber party. We went to Blockbuster Video. Everyone's spending the night at my house. And I decide that I am going to swap out the Disney movie for Vice Academy. And I don't know if I was just not bright enough to know that they checked the video. I don't, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, they open up the video copy and they're like, oh, Vice Academy. And my parents realized what I'd done and they sent everyone home like nope you don't get a slumber party because you <laughs> tried to sneak this sleazy movie in there so oh that was not that bad it's mostly vice more Academy's great i love vice academy and i don't have a single pro- now I, I you know now it's on tubi it's on all those other channels and i watch it and it's fairly tame in oh, comparison yeah. to yeah <laughs> actually in comparison compared to the movie that we're talking about uh yeah it's actually very it's actually very tame compared to the movie that we're talking about <laughs> it's like it's like nothing in that movie but um yeah so all right so final thoughts on out of the dark i mean i obviously love it i give it if they had to have a, a like a rating i give it like four stiletto heels you know I would agree with that. Uh, just a sleazy, very dark, very funny, very bizarre, twisted, etc. Good time. If it, that's what you're into, then it's highly recommended. And if it's not, then you're probably not listening to this anyway. So. Yeah, it's true. Like if you're listening to this pod, if you if you are listening to this podcast, please know that you know that's exactly the type of movie. This 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 movie is probably the reason I started this podcast. Um, because I, there's a lot of movies out there that are though, that, that have that sort of like sleazy eighties, smoky LA <laughs> feel. That are, was a precursor to the erotic thriller boom of the nineties. Yes. Yes, it absolutely was. It was, um, it, it even had like a very like weird narration at the very beginning of the movie that stops completely. Yes. <laughs> like, like Tracy Walters, like another crime strikes the city of angels. And you're like, oh, is this going to be this way? The whole movie? Are we getting this whole like Raymond Chandler-esque type thing? And it's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> we, we introduced that and we took it away. Several, several things have been introduced here and then we're just going to take it away. I would definitely put it out there in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. I would say it's in my top 10, 20 movies as well. Mm-hmm. It's one that I've watched over and over. I never get tired of it. I'm always entertained. You know, I always put my phone down. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm always trying to get people to watch it. Like when it oh, hit yeah. Tubi, I was like, oh my God, you guys gotta understand. You gotta watch Out of the Dark because it's on Tubi. 
I know I always say that I'm watching it when I watch it, like on Facebook or something. So, and people always ask me about it. It's like, oh, well, it's available on DVDR. <laughs> right. It's like, well, what is this? Well, it's about a clown who stalks phone sex girls. And yeah, I mean, usually people are, depending, depending on who I'm talking to, it's like, all right, we're done here. I think Cameron Dye is a musician now. I'm not for sure what he's up to. Um, he was in, I saw him in something not too long ago. It was the TV show Feud, which is based on the... <gasps> Betty offer. Davis and, and, yeah. and Joan Crawford? Yeah, he had just a little bit part in one of the episodes, but him and Tim Conlon from Prom Night 3, they both appeared in that same episode. Oh. I'm like, whoa, they're pulling out all the B-movie stops. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, what happened to Tim Conlon? I have no clue. Last thing I saw him in was, well, besides Feud, was like Revenge of the Nerds 4, I think. Oh, dear. Three, yeah. Yeah. After the first one, with those movies were done. So <laughs> it's hard to, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just kind of, you know, once once we got white rapping in the second one, that was it. <laughs> of the first one, the rest of them, I just pretend didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know in what is it, part three, they, instead of getting Anthony Edwards or instead of hiring someone or saying that Anthony Edwards was gone or whatever, they just made Gilbert like obesely fat. With long hair and he's like mm-hmm. something doesn't look remotely anything like him. No, no. It was like, wait, what? And like they just flashed <laughs> to him and they're like, oh, guys, come on. Uh, we were talking about this on the other episode, but I wanted to ask you if you had seen it. Do you remember a Playboy TV soap opera called Eden? I have heard of it. I have never seen it. Okay. I, I do know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. I think Demos was in that. If I'm I know. Honest. We're on the hunt. We're on the hunt to find it because <laughs> she has she has a bit part in Hard Bodies. Yes. And I said, I said, well, she's, she's one of the stars of Eden. It's like this, you know, playboy and like, no one's ever, no, no, seriously. Like everyone's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I said, I've heard of it, but you know, I'm, we didn't have that kind of stuff. So I couldn't watch it. No. Well, my mom didn't because I would watch Cinemax after dark. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, playboy, I guess playboy abandoned it. And then USA network cut it and purchased it. And put it on as a nighttime soap even though it's clearly edited in a lot of ways but apparently there are some gay porn stars in it um jeff griggs hmm. and there's another dude in there and they were talking about how they had been you know they were they were gay porn stars and i was like oh okay we're done here yeah well we got to find it i mean that's the thing is like i don't know if i'm gonna have to buy a goddamn vcr or what but do some research find some like burned dvds from somewhere because i'm not smart enough to figure out how to download a BitTorrent or whatever the fuck that is like no i'm not i it took me i literally had to outsource my editing to my partner because i tried to do it and on day four i started crying and i was like I don't know how to do this. And this is algebra one all over again for me, <laughs> like, which I had to repeat twice, but I said, I was like, I don't understand. I've watched the same video seven. I've watched seven different videos on YouTube on how to do this. This should not be that hard. And, you know, he immediately, I send him the episodes 
30 minutes later, PJ, he sends them all back and he goes, they're all done. (laughs) I'm the same way. I have, I've, I have tried and I, you think as with as much stuff as I've watched and consumed, I would just pick it up, but no, No. some people got it. Some people don't. I mean, it could probably be learned, but I'm too impatient. (laughs) No, I couldn't do it. I, I, I sat there. I took notes. I, I was for sure. Like, okay, I've got this. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I opened up Audacity. I went through it. I, I was like, okay, now take this, now do this. And then it's like, this should turn into a hand. And it's like, nope, it didn't turn into a hand. Why didn't it turn into a hand? And then you watch the video. It's like, it should turn into a hand. Like, nope, didn't turn it. I mean, I, like I, I was sitting there and then finally I shut the laptop and I was like, I have to stop because I'm going to give up podcasting altogether if I can't figure this out. such a sad state of affairs but but it's that's that's okay because who else knows Linnea Quigley and um you know it, it has has autographs from all of these people and and whatever I mean maybe maybe I'm just meant to be the goofy background and not the the producer or the editor of this stuff you know well that's fine too oh man thanks for joining us tonight i appreciate it thanks for having me i had fun